You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. <laughs> Got a little cough there. <coughs> I've done that onions. forever. Put the onions. That's the problem. I don't have my onions. In your Tim I don't Hortons. have my onions. Cut oh, the onions gross. up and put it in your Tim Hortons, <laughs> and I promise <laughs> you won't cough anymore. <laughs> you know what they call that? Tea. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you haven't had tea forever, have you? I had some just uh, two days ago. Wow. Nothing in it, though. Just tea. Well, I did oh. have, I did oh. put uh, some Truvia in it. Oh, okay. Because okay. I was on my clear liquid diet for the, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, the the big C. Y- you know, yes. I know. I know. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. Small children know. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Parents so are calling you, and complaining. Are we going to have you explain your self-test of colonoscopy? So... You give yourself no. a colonoscopy in Canada first, no. and then no, it's not a colonoscopy test. I know it's, it's a, you know what it is. <laughs> you, you've taken this right into the sewer, right into the. No wonder you're in the bowels of North Columbus Baptist Church. Uh, my mind's oh, in my the gutter. <clears throat> well, it's farther than that. <laughs> you're right, you're right in the sewage treatment plant. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm sorry, everyone. I I try to keep this a class act, but yes. it's hard to do. Well, it's hard to do. Me, I I have class just oozes out of every pore. <laughs> oh, oh my! Let's let's talk about diversity. <laughs> okay, diversity. So, um, so. you got Laurel and Hardy. You got Abbott yep. and Costello. Yes. So yep. Dean and Jerry. So yeah, yep. diversity. Sunny and Cher. Sunny and Sunny Cher. And Cher. <laughs> <laughs> hey babe. They were diverse. Wow. I got you, babe. Um Yeah, I got you, babe. <laughs> the captain and Tennille. Into until we get divorced. I got you, babe. <laughs> until I run into a tree skiing and die. <laughs> We are going downhill fast. We we can make fun <laughs> of like any funny. situation. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. You're about the same height as he was, aren't you? Probably. <laughs> I think so. And I think I'm as tall as Cher. No mustache. <laughs> She's taller. She's taller. She's tall. Wow. And everybody's like, who are they talking about? <laughs> no, they're idea. not. You don't need to know. Okay. So I've been to some churches where there are different ethnic groups and i have seen in some where those groups become very cloistered and they are great people they love the church they love the lord they love to worship but when it comes to fellowship time a lot of times they will they will come together and they will speak in their mother tongue and it's it's 
almost exclusionary. And I've seen that to be a problem in some. And um, I, and and I'll just, you know, you pick any group you want, but I, that does happen. Do you see that ever happen at all with the folks from India in your church? I, I've not seen that there. Does that ever happen? No. Now, they, 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 when you have something in common, you're going to gravitate more towards those people you sure. have in common. But I don't Absolutely. see it happen exclusionary. You know, like right. um, we've got we've got a couple that is back in India for about three weddings for about a month or so, and uh, and so the I I was looking Sunday and uh, they they the relatives that were here were showing some of the other folks from India some of the pictures uh, of the weddings that they that the uh, couple was at, and so. That's a normal kind of a thing. I mean, you know, I, if I saw those pictures, I would say, oh, that's neat. But I, I wouldn't be able to say, oh, yes, that was just sort of like what we did and because it's not like what we did, you know, when right. we got married. So it, it's, not a, it's not a big deal. I, I think the problem is whenever people, uh, again, when we start leaving scripture away when when we are not ingesting scripture and, and trying to be close to the lord we are going to become more carnal and i don't necessarily mean that some kind of uh, sexuality terribleness i just mean we get more cold-hearted and so as you step back away from christ you're going to be less concerned about people with whom you don't have very much in common. Now, because we're believers, we have everything in common. But because mm-hmm. we're also human beings, we think too much culturally, and we think, well, I don't know, I have anything in common, you know, there. And so, uh, you know, I love it whenever family members come from, we've had them come from uh, Indonesia and uh, from India and from uh, Japan and some other places, you know, just, and it's awesome. And, you know, they, they we wind up, uh, you know, really cultivating a friendship and they have mm-hmm. me pray for them whenever they go back home. And, and I've had uh, some give testimonies and it just, I, I just think it's awesome. But I think yeah. a lot of it, you know, sort of stems from me because, I want to be inclusionary, and I believe that our right. church family is that way a little bit uh, due to the fact that both Pastor Steve and I want that kind of a spirit and an attitude, and we try to cultivate that and work at that. Right, and I think that's a big part of it. I think that pastoral leadership is a huge part of that, and I think you have to at times say to say to groups, "Hey, listen, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna go into little groups. We're gonna everybody's included, everybody's a part, you know, to the best of our ability." And and I think it would be good, you know, as a church, if I have a large Filipino uh, population, I think it'd be good as a church to maybe learn some of the language. Yes. And as a pastor, I need to learn their language so that, that I can communicate with them in their mother tongue. And I think um, as maybe that population, we have to be conscious to say, hey, listen, if we're a Filipino group, um, when other people come into our midst, we need to speak English, not Tagalog, so that they so that they can feel included too. Or it doesn't matter what group, right. I just picked that one on yeah. the air. But um, I, I, think, I think you have to be conscious of that in that 
language divides us. Obviously, you know, the Tower of Babel divided the world. And we we can break that down today. Um, and, and we can work hard at that. And I think we need to do that. And then I would say that even in part of the divide today is that younger and older culture. I think that we have to be careful as an older population not to exclude a younger population but to invite them and and make them feel apart when they do come and join us in activity or conversation and i think vice versa i think that younger generation needs to be conscious of inviting older people into a conversation or an activity as well i think we have to really work at that and i don't think we do as often as we should sometimes yeah as we address the younger people, what is often called as cultural diversity or cultural differences in that question? Um, cultural differences from whom? Uh, I, I think inferred in that question is cultural differences from an older generation, you know, the yes. preceding generation. Now, yeah. we've tried to be real careful in how we're building this up. We talked about it sort of on a geopolitically situation. We talked about it as a scriptural situation. Now now we really need to look at this is um, if you are culturally different than everybody else in church, then is there a, is there's probably a situation where you are scripturally different. And, yes. and I, I fear that this younger generation uh, looks at culture as something different than Scripture because mm. we are, we are in, in the United States, we are not in really an educational system anymore. We are in an indoctrinating system now. Yes. And so yes. Uh, if no matter who it is, no matter where you are, we ought to be listening filtered with scripture and mm-hmm. uh the that's why the younger the younger the younger the younger that this educational system is going after and now wanting to sexualize children in second and third grade first second third grade mm-hmm. they want to mm-hmm. sexualize them because uh, they are not going to have the discernment that a teenager should have if you've grown mm-hmm. up in the Word of God and grown up in preaching and and hopefully been having family devotions at home and you start talking about situations that arise at school and mm-hmm. sometimes we as parents need to make sure we don't just jump on our kids right away and they'll never talk to us again, but to be able to you know, look at situations through Scripture, not through culture, but through Scripture. Right. And that's what that's what I'm afraid of is we've got a younger generation. I'm talking about teens going into college that uh, they've been indoctrinated against Scripture and it, and they're saying it's culture. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, too, that we we have to look at what we're doing as a church and have to define what we're doing by Scripture as well. And I think we've done a lot of things by tradition, and I'm not against tradition. I, I, we have some traditions I love. But 
I think COVID was a start of this. I think a lot of churches had to evaluate, why are we doing what we are doing? Are we doing it because we've always done it? Are we doing it this way because we've always done it this way? Um, is there an opportunity to try something different? And I think they, they have had to look at you know the scriptural application of those things. Is what we are doing because of scripture? Is it, is it um, accepted by scripture? And I think that's become a real litmus test for a lot, and I think it needs to be. And I think some of the changes that some churches are wanting to make are scriptural, and I think that there's not a problem, and there's there's maybe a part of a generation that says, well, we just can't do that because we've never done it. And that's not right either. So I, I believe our younger pastors are really wanting to be scriptural. I, I really believe they are. I see it. And I think— I definitely see it. And, and I I applaud them for that. Amen. I appreciate that, and I think that's right. And I think I think there are some in past who were not scriptural in some of their stance and standards and things. And so I appreciate that. And I think as an older generation, if if it's scripture, if they can point to scripture, if they can show it scripture, if they can back it by scripture, we have got to applaud that. We have got to say yes. We can see that, and at least give opportunity for that, without you know just poo-pooing it and saying, well, we can't do that because we've never done it that way or we've always done it this way. You can't do that. You can't do that. And if you do do that, you will lose a, a generation of younger people. Yeah. Um, in our schools, let's just say Ohio, um, you've got the social emotional learning, SEL. you got critical mm -hmm. race theory, CRT, yeah. Um, yeah. many other things. As I mentioned about diversity, equity, inclusion, you know, you, you've got this whole alphabet soup that is, uh, you know, just boiling and you're hearing it eight hours a day for 13 years. And um, the scripture just has to be the basis in our in our minds and thoughts. As, uh, we're going through some uh, in in our teen department on Wednesdays, we're, we're going through um Answers in Genesis and, and a whole bunch of other things that I've sort of compiled about evolution. And in one of the videos, one of the individuals was mentioning, so you're going to a job application and uh, you've got to fill in which gender you are. And, and they showed the application real quick, 57 genders, and half the students, you know, went, wow. I mean, they, they audibly reacted. And I realized— right. Oh my goodness! They're not hearing this, even the fact no. that there that there's supposedly fifty seven genders. I mean, they audibly reacted, and I yeah. took note of that, thinking, "Wow, you know, they're hiding a lot of these right. things as they're indoctrinating." Sure. You know, and so sure. I feel like I I am really laboring on uh, on Wednesdays, trying to battle the indoctrination that is going on that is that is against the word of god and so yeah. uh, but but we we we're, we're seeing this and so so i would like you know teens that are listening let's say you have a cultural difference something you disagree with try to come up with a scriptural basis for it is there anything yeah. in the bible that would support that um and so I have a difficult time. I we could be going into area we don't want to, but uh, I have a difficult time using the Bible to say why 
different ethnicities should not marry. Right. I I right. I have not seen it. I I don't see it in scripture, but I I do see the only thing in scripture that I see is where uh, the Jewish people were angry at Moses for marrying mm-hmm. into another ethnicity, and right. uh, but they were reprimanded for that because of his position, and they were denigrating right. his position. So um, you know, it's it. There's some things that we have done historically in our society and in our culture that may not have a biblical basis. Yeah, I think you're in a very unique situation working with young people. Um, you know, as the pastor of the church, number one, uh, you're the youth pastor, and then I mean, at your age, I mean, 62, and a youth pastor. I mean, that's that's not that's not the norm. And are are you what what are you getting from those young people working with them? Do you, I mean, has it has it changed your perspective on? Young people, has it um, has it helped you? Has it confounded you? How's that How's that working for you? Uh, I don't feel like I'm doing a good job, but uh, you know, I want to do I want to do more. I want to do much better. And um, you know, as a pastor, it's a little bit more difficult to try yeah. to make as many visits as I did as a youth director. And so I see that that's a that is an absolute mm-hmm. necessity to build relationships Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. uh, that that's probably the primary thing for me and once i got over the uh you know the grandpa idea of well i used to be pretty tough and pretty hard you know i had to go back to that you know of all right your phone goes in a basket or put it in your pocket or your phone goes in a basket those kind of things right um right but i've always enjoyed teens and I yeah, learn too. from them, and I'm I'm really impressed the way some have some real, real discernment, and I really think it's awesome. Yeah, I am a little troubled at the number of teenagers today that really have no um, vision or plan. Um, and I know it's teen years, and you don't think about those things necessarily, but there's just a lot of kids that to me have really no concept of like, what do I do beyond these years? They're just living in the moment and trying to get through the moment where I think that when we were teenagers, I think there was maybe a, maybe a more push or maybe, maybe it was just the way we thought, but like, I think we have more of an idea that, okay, I finished school and I'm going to get a job and here's some things I like to do. And I'll probably try these fields. And at you know a certain age, I'm going to get married and I'm going to have kids. That's not what I'm seeing today in young people, and I think that does that does stymie a lot of folks our age or older, or it kind of frustrates them a little bit sometimes. Um, what do you see from your young people? Do you, do you see that they have goals and aspirations like that, or no? Well, I think overall, sort of a philosophical look, I think there are way too many addictive things that are yeah. that are open for our teens. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, video games can be very addictive. Yes, and they can. you know, you just if you're addicted to something, you want to stay and not move. Uh move from that uh 
event, activity, mm -hmm. uh, sphere of uh, development, whatever you want to call that, you're, you're just content. And if you're you're addicted to something, you know, whether it's rock music, whether it's, uh, you know, a video game, Drugs. whether it's uh, yeah. eating, whether it's, uh, you know, I don't care what it is, you, you're, you're, you wind up just being focused there and you have no concept and you don't take much time to think ahead. And I think right. as a whole, when somebody is more physically active, that they generally do look ahead a little bit more. And I don't mean just sports, but, but a, a, somebody who's physically active, whether it's working or what, whatever it is, you're not just inert on your, on mm -hmm. your non-school time. I think that right. a, as a whole being, uh, they're, they're generally more looking ahead than content with mm. where they are right now. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, our time has slipped away, and uh, another week of uh, awesome idea. Thank you so much, Marshall, for sending that to us, and others uh, continue to send us in some ideas. We had some come in this week, and uh, somebody asked about uh, maybe some more um, time spent on Calvinism, and I said, hey, have you looked at Brother Wolven's uh, Baptist Ed, because he does a great job with that, and uh, these folks work with a, a youth department, and they said, yeah, we've actually ordered them, and uh, we've really enjoyed awesome. them, so Baptist Ed, way to go, awesome. and uh, I remind you to check that out at baptisted.com, and uh, so good job on that. Just want to say that things are going great, the Canadian Gospel Project, we just got a great letter yesterday from somebody that said that we are excited to tell you that we got saved from Quebec, Amen. came in French. Uh, interpretation was uh, we're so excited we just got saved and we'd like to have the booklet that tells Amen. us how we can grow in the things of Christ. So we're excited about that. So great things there. So good, good, good things. So I'm Al Stone. Um, I am, uh, while this is being aired in Florida, uh, soaking up some sun, and then I'm headed out to Nevada. And we're going to see Nate for awesome. the first time in almost a year. Awesome. So, um, have to get some recording with him or something and uh, let you know how he's doing. So good, good things. So I'm Al Stone, and I appreciate each and every one of you that's uh, sending these topics, and we really appreciate it. God bless you for that. Tell Nate hi from the tiny guy. Tiny guy. I'll do it. <laughs> he loves tiny guy. This is Dan Wolven from Columbus, Ohio. Again, please give us a rating, review, and make sure you subscribe. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And uh, let's make sure that our cultural differences uh, wind up becoming one in Christ. Just make sure that your differences are not scriptural differences from others. That's, yeah. that's where you're going to really stray away. Right, right. Amen. God bless you. All right, thank you. And uh, we'll look forward to be back with you on Monday here at The Tim Talks just crashing through the charts unbelievable yeah, response hope that we people raise everywhere stop crashing yeah. through the charts and yeah. at least go up some yeah, I know. we could get one more listener <laughs> we'd be up to 10 <laughs> Tim Talks. have a great weekend day we'll be back on monday you've been listening to tim talks taking interest in ministry with new podcasts added each monday wednesday and friday to learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.